Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm in a weird mood and I'm probably going to cut all of that out or leave it in. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, welcome back to the podcast, guys. I'm excited to be sitting down and recording. Last week we had a guest on the show and whenever I have guests on, I just miss sitting down and doing our little one-to-one or one-to-many, I guess, chats. So I'm excited to dive into today's topic Uh, Before we jump in, I wanted to share with you guys something new that I've started for myself. We'll see how long I stick with it, but I think hopefully it's going to help me really just like be able to celebrate myself more and focus on gratitude in a new way and like identify or recognize my wins and my efforts more because I know a lot of you will be able to relate to this. I am very much the type of person that... When I achieve something, I'm like, yep, sweet, amazing, moving on, what's next? And I'm just kind of like immediately on to the next thing. So I'm making a conscious effort to try and celebrate myself more and pause in those achievements and really reflect and appreciate how far I've come. I know that that's super powerful for us to get even further where we're trying to go in life. So in order to make like a more conscious effort to do so, I've created this little jar that I'm calling the small wins jar and it's just like a little mason jar that I have on my desk I'm holding it right now and kind of shaking it around but um, I take these little slips of paper and whenever I have a small win I write it on a little piece of paper and I chuck it in the jar and then I'm going to the plan is to kind of empty out the jar at the end of each month and just like spread all the papers out and really look at all of the little things that I accomplished or achieved or that were small wins for me that month so that I can take a moment to like sit with it and reflect on it and just like feel proud of myself for it. So if that's something that you guys feel like might be useful for you in your life as well, I encourage you to try it. I'm going to try it. We'll see how long I stick with it. We'll see how it works and if it helps me kind of lean into that celebratory energy a little bit more. So that's what I'm doing. There, I have like about one two three four like five little slips of paper in there so far and I just started it a few days ago so really finding those small things that you can be proud of yourself for or happy for or grateful for just any small win chuck it in the jar and then at the end of the month like see all the amazing shit that you've done that we kind of just like breeze past and we easily forget about because they are small wins so Yeah, I'm going to try that out and see how it goes and I invite you to do the same with me. But today's episode is going to be about really distinguishing the difference between your intuition and your ego or your logical mind. So I'm going to talk about like how to know which is which and how to really like get more confident in tuning into your intuition. So if you've ever felt like you've struggled to know what your gut instinct is or to know what your intuition is truly telling you, this hopefully is going to help you and be a really awesome episode for you to tune into. So I'm excited to dive in and let's just get right to it. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. 
This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. struggle to listen to your intuition or even know what it is or how it's different from your thoughts, this episode is going to be perfect for you. And I think the first thing to remember about intuition is that it's never, unfortunately, it's never as obvious as you would like it to be. And I think that's what a lot of us are waiting for. A lot of us are waiting for that feeling of like, oh my gosh, for sure, this is without a doubt what I should do. This is the next step for me. This is the direction I'm going in. I know that I can trust it because my intuition was so loud and so clear. And yes, I feel affirmed and ready and here we go. And unfortunately, that's just not how our intuition works until you start to lean into listening to your intuition more often and really get in tune with what it does feel and sound like for you and start trusting it, then it eventually, of course, will become easier for you to trust it and you will feel like it's a lot more clear when your intuition is speaking to you because you have that experience of having heard it before and having trusted it and having leaned into it. But until we start to really recognize it and play this sort of game of like, okay, I'm just going to go with it and trust it, it's hard for us to really know what it's telling us or I think the biggest piece is trusting what it's telling us. So unfortunately the intuition is is not going to be as obvious as you want it to be especially if you're moving through a period in life where you're kind of uncertain about where you're going or what the next step is for you or what's right for you. Common things are like am I in the right relationship or am I in the right career or should I quit my job? Should I get a new job? Should I stay? Should I go? All that kind of All that kind of energy of feeling like you're in limbo is when we tend to really want our intuition to come through and speak to us and guide us and feel like we have that that guiding light, that voice, that all-knowing voice that's like, you should do this. But it's not going to feel as obvious as that. So the trick is to identify what you feel like you should do rather than what you think you should do, right? So intuition versus ego is very much the difference between feeling and thinking. And let me explain this a little bit more. So your intuition is is a feeling. It's not a thought, which is why we so often like dismiss the intuition or push it down because it doesn't feel strong enough or loud enough for us to fully trust it the same way that our thoughts do, right? Your logical mind will take you through all the scenarios and tell you, no, this is safer. This is what you should do. This is what we can expect from this option, yada, 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 kind of laying everything out for you in this neat little picture of what makes the most sense, right? That is the logical mind. That's the ego. And the intuition doesn't really work in the same way, which is why it's easy to just be like, I don't know if my intuition is even speaking to me. Or feeling that intuitive hit or that gut instinct, but not really being able to lean in and fully trust it. So, you know, when you get like an intuitive ping, 
something that's like nudging you towards a decision or towards the next step or towards something that's big or scary or difficult or new, you're going to feel that intuitive pang of like, go do this. This is what's next for you. Or maybe you should do this, right? And it's going to be really soft, like a whisper, like just a flash of a moment. It's really, really quick. And then immediately after that, your logical thoughts are going to come in and tell you why it's not a good idea. (laughs) Which is why it becomes so confusing to listen to our intuition because we have that tug of war going on inside of us of I feel this one way but my brain is telling me something else. And this is because uh, your brain, your logical mind, your ego is always trying to protect you. That's the job that it has, right? It's trying to hold you inside of your comfort zone and keep you within the bounds of familiarity so that you don't basically die, right? If we break it down to the most basic level, the reason why our brain does this, the reason why we feel so Uh, We feel so convinced sometimes that staying within our comfort zone is the best option is because to our reptilian brain, we know that at least this comfort zone here is known and there's no immediate sort of danger that might cause death for us. That's like the very, very basics of it, right? So even if your current situation is a relationship that's not fully serving you or it's not exactly what you deserve or it may be even toxic or it's a job that you don't love that you're not passionate about or maybe even toxic, whatever the situation is, the current circumstance that you're moving through, as long as it doesn't relate to you potentially dying, it's considered more safe than the unknown, right? Our ego always operates from the mindset of the devil you know is better than the devil that you don't know, which is why so many people find it so hard to leave relationships and to leave jobs and to move to different cities and to do different things with their life because they get convinced by their logical mind no, 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 like if you did that, that could be even worse. Like maybe no one will love you again if you leave this person. Or maybe you'll be alone forever. Or maybe you'll run out of time and you won't meet someone and then it'll be too late and then you can never have kids. Like just stay, just stay here, just stay with this person. This person loves you, they provide for you. Like it's good enough, just stay. The logical mind says, but maybe if you quit this job, you'll be unemployed and then you won't have enough money and then you'll have to move back in with your parents or you will be homeless or you'll have to ask your friends for help or ask your parents for money or you won't be able to pay your bills and you'll never get a job again and then you'll have this weird gap in your resume and then nobody will want to hire you and yada, 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 yada. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And all of those thoughts, all of those fearful what-if scenarios in your mind is the ego, right? It's trying to do its job. It's trying to bring you back to the comfort zone. It's trying to keep you safe by saying, hey, where you are isn't so bad, right? Just be grateful. Like, it's fine. We're not dead yet. (laughs) where you are is fine just stay here just stay here because beyond this experience beyond this wall if we were to leave this relationship or this job or this city or this whatever who knows what could be out there that could be even worse than what we have now right that's the story that the logical mind tells us because to our reptilian brain unfamiliar always equals 
unsafe, potential for danger. And it's your brain's job to keep you alive at all costs, right? On the most basic level, that's what's going on for us. According to your mind, staying where you are has a higher survival rate than stepping into this uncharted territory, than breaking that boundary and going outside of the comfort zone. Staying where you are has a higher survival rate because we know what goes on here in this current reality. And we know that we everything is relatively sort of fine. We're not dying, right? Even if it's a sucky situation or it's not an ideal situation, at least we know that it is relatively quote unquote safe. Right, But it's also a 100% guarantee that you're going to get the exact same results that you've been getting. Right, Staying in this current reality is objectively safer than the unknown, but it's also a guarantee to continue to get the results that you've been getting all this time. So if what you're really desiring is something different than what you have, you're going to have to come up against those fearful thoughts, those ego thoughts that tell you that where you are is fine and it's good enough and it's safe and you don't know what's out there and something worse could happen and let's just hang out here because it's easier and it's comfortable and then we don't have to make any change or face new parts of ourself or be vulnerable or get into hard conversations like, ugh, that all sounds like so much work. <laughs> let's just let's just skip that, right? That's kind of the the game we play in our mind. But your intuition, on the other hand, your intuition is really really smart. And your intuition isn't afraid of the unknown because it is all knowing. Right? Your intuition is that gift that you've been given from the divine that helps you or is meant to help you navigate life and go in the direction that you were designed to go in. So your intuition is that part of your higher self that is all-knowing. Your intuition is, is guided and it's supported by the infinite love of the universe, God, whatever you believe in, to help present to you the ideas and decisions and opportunities and action steps that your higher self would take. But the problem with the intuition is that she is really soft-spoken and she's not a pusher. (laughs) She's kind of like, here's the answer, take it or leave it. And it usually comes in like a whisper. And we're waiting for this big, loud, audacious voice to be like, you should do this. It's the exact right move. Don't be afraid. Just do it. And what that voice actually is, is the ego. So that's why we end up listening to it more often. Because the ego presents itself with so much more confidence, with so much more certainty, with so much more logic, with so much more masculine energy. And we love to trust the confident bitch. (laughs) So when your ego comes through and is like, yo, do not do that. Like, you don't know what's best for you. Just stay where you are for a little while longer. Like, you don't even know what's going on. Don't make any decisions, yada, yada, yada. You go, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You're right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I don't even, I don't even know what, what do I know? I don't even know what I want. (laughs) You're right, ego. I don't even know what I want. So these crazy ideas that I've been getting in my mind, like I just need to put them to rest, chill the F out and wait for the right thing to come along. Yeah. The ego comes in real hot, real confident, real loud. The intuition comes in real soft, real feminine, real take it or leave it. With this this different level of certainty, right? She has a level of certainty as well, but it's more like this is the answer, but I'm not going to push you towards it. Like you can reach out and grab it if you want to. And so, yeah, the loud logical thoughts end up drowning out the intuition most of the time. So that's why we have to get really intentional about listening for our intuition and remembering that she shows up not in the form of words or logical thoughts, but in the form of feelings. That's why we call them like intuitive pings a lot. It's like it's not even a voice. Like it's not, it's not, it's not words. It's not a logical thought process strung together in sentences. It's just a knowing. It's just a feeling. So you have to stop waiting for your intuition to sound like your thoughts. It's never going to sound like your thoughts. It's never going to string words together and tell you a story about why this is the right thing and all the pros and all the cons and you know how this makes sense for you. That's what your ego is going to do, but your intuition is never going to do that. So you have to, if you want to get in tune with it, you have to stop waiting for it to sound that way because it's not going to. It's not going to, it's not going to provide you with the evidence or the arguments to back it up. She has a different level of certainty that's like, I don't need to prove why because this is divine intervention. This is higher knowledge. This is all-knowing information. There's no argument to back it up and it doesn't have to make sense because it just is. It just is, right? So it's, it, she's not going to come in. Your intuition isn't going to come in and be like, here's all the reasons why this is what you should do. So, you know, a lot of times we're looking in the wrong place for our intuition, We're just waiting for it to be something that it's not. And so understanding that your intuition is really your inner wisdom, your gut feeling, your silent but persistent inclination that something just feels right or something just feels off. Right? It's that consistent persistent inclination, gut feeling that I don't know if this is right for me or that feels really expansive. I want to do that, but I'm afraid. Yeah. So the more that you listen to it, tune into it, like kind of try try to get engaged with that feeling, get in touch with that feeling and follow it, follow its advice, follow what it's telling you, go in the direction that it's pushing you. It'll be easier for you to identify when your intuition is coming through. And that's the reason why it's so hard for so many of us to know when our intuition is speaking to us because we're turned off from it. 
it it's telling us the answers throughout our life, but we're so consumed in the ego mind that comes forward more more loudly, and we always follow those logical thoughts, and we never follow the intuition. So we forget we don't even know what it feels like to feel that that intuitive hit. We don't even we don't even realize that it's happening. We don't even realize that it's there. And, you know, a client was just saying to me the other day, she was like, I always thought that I didn't really have a gut instinct because I'm always so indecisive and I never know what I should do until I talk to somebody else and try to get another perspective or somebody else's opinion. I really have felt like my whole life, I don't even have a gut instinct. And that might be how you feel if you have been so closed off from looking for the intuition and really like trying to feel into it. And see how it comes forward for you. But, you know, we all have it. It's all there. It just might be really, really quiet. And it's going to feel a lot like a whisper. It's going to feel not confident, not loud, not over the top, not logical, not with supporting evidence or arguments. Just a feeling. Which is why it's so easy to dismiss it and not trust it. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's not anything. That's just me having a feeling, Right? But that's your, that's your intuition speaking to you. That's your inner knowing. That's your inner guidance. So, you know, I get this question a lot from people wanting to know, like, how do I know that I'm on the right path? Or how do I know that I'm making the right choice? Or how do I know when it's time to leave a relationship? Or how do I know what is the right career path for me? So many of these questions, right? They all kind of come back to this idea of how do I know if I'm going in the right direction or if I'm on the right path? And I think the way that we understand if we are on the right path has a couple of different elements to it. But if you've if you've ever worked with me, I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I may have. My idea about the path is that there's only one. And I think a lot of times we get sold this lie that like if you make a certain decision or you commit to something and it's not ultimately right for you, you have now veered off of the path and you're moving in a different direction and you have to somehow get yourself back. And my my idea about this is really that there is just one path. There's one path for us and we are always on it and it's impossible for us to get off of it. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to encounter challenges or things that ultimately don't work out for us in the long term. Of course, we're going to date people that don't end up being our forever partner. Of course, we're going to have jobs that we don't stay in forever that we end up hating. Of course, we're going to have experiences that we're like, well, that was a learning experience because fuck that. (laughs) Like having one path doesn't mean that there's not obstacles and challenges and even really horrible things that we might have to move through. It just means that everything on the path is the thing that you had to do to get you to where you're ultimately meant to go. And the reason why I choose to believe this, and I say choose to believe this because I recognize that everybody gets to believe whatever they want to. Um, All of our beliefs are made up anyway. Like who made up the belief that being selfless makes you a good person. I don't know, but for some reason we all believe that now. 
right? But like every belief that we have is really just made up. Like someone had to come up with it somewhere along the line and then it kind of spread like wildfire and then it got put into all of our subconscious programming as children from our parents who believed it and our grandparents who believed it and so on and so forth. But all of the beliefs that we hold as humans are inventions of the mind. We've made them up, yeah? There is no clear cut, this is exactly truth, this is right, this is wrong. We get to build our own construction of that in our minds. We get to create our morals, our core values. What we choose to believe is right versus wrong. Yes, but understanding that in general our belief systems are invented and then you get to like agree or disagree with them is really important. So I choose the belief that there's one path because it serves me. It doesn't serve me to believe that if I make the wrong decision, I'm going to be fucked and I'm going to be off my path and then it's going to be this huge journey to try and get back to myself. Holding that belief doesn't serve me. It makes every decision about where I'm going and what I do next have so much more pressure on it and feel so much less expansive. So I would rather believe that I have one singular path and I am always on it. And no matter what I choose, option A, option B, C, D, whatever the heck it is, whatever option I choose, there will be guidance and lessons and learnings available for me in it that are ultimately going to help me keep going down the line to get to my destination, right? If I have to choose between job A and job B, I choose not to believe that one is right and one is wrong. I choose to believe that whatever I decide will serve me. Whatever I decide will become integrated into my one path because I cannot choose wrong. Whatever I decide will have some seed in it that's going to help me grow and continue towards my ultimate destination. So when people ask me about like, how do I know if I'm on the right path? How do I know if I'm going in the right direction? That's kind of my philosophy about the path to begin with. Understanding that there's no decision that you could make that will throw you off of your path. Of course, there's decisions that we make that aren't ultimately right for us in the long term, but it doesn't mean that they weren't right for us in that moment because maybe there was something in it that we needed to learn, a challenge that we had to face, a realization that we had to come to, and that was going to be the thing that was going to deliver it. That was going to be the thing that allowed us to accumulate more knowledge or experience or lessons to ultimately propel us forward to that end destination of ending up exactly where we're meant to be. The other thing that I'll say is like if you're struggling to know if you're making the right choice or if you're moving on the right path is to not mistake sadness or fear or uncertainty about making a certain decision or closing a certain chapter of your life, don't mistake that as a sign that you're like making the wrong choice or that you've made a mistake or that now somehow you're not on track, right? Because jobs end, relationships end, friendships end, certain eras or seasons of our life end. We close chapters and inevitably 
we're going to have emotions that come through about that. We're going to feel sad. We're going to feel like we're leaving something behind. We're going to feel fearful about the future or uncertain about what comes after this. Now that I've closed this chapter, shit, like what do I do next? What comes after this? All those emotions are going to come through as you continue along your path and close chapters and open new ones. But you can't allow those emotions to mean something that they don't mean, right? So don't allow that sadness or fear or uncertainty about the next step to mean that it's the wrong step or that you're going in the wrong direction or that you've veered off the path and now you're totally lost and (laughs) totally screwed, right? Don't make it mean something that it doesn't. And I shared this in a live video that I did a while back, but I think this is such a good example of this. One of my clients that was in, oh, I can't remember which round of From Burnt Out to Badass she took, but she took the course. And when we were working together, she created her five big goals that she wanted to achieve for her life. If you guys are familiar with my journaling method, the three, three, five, the five is the five big goals. And So she set them out during our time together while we were working together. And then several months down the line, she reached out to me to let me know like, holy shit, I've achieved everything on that list except for one. There's only one thing left. Um, And the, she had some big goals in there. And one of them was like to become a mother and she got pregnant. And so there, there were a lot of things that she was able to fast track from her journey through the course and moving forward but there was this one goal that was still left on the list and it was a specific amount of money that she wanted to manifest and so she reached out to me because the job that she was working the company that she was working for they were um moving countries or restructuring or doing like some big change that was going to make her redundant potentially. So she had these two options. She could collect a redundancy package and lose her job or she could apply for a totally different position within the company that wasn't exactly like a dream job sort of thing. It wasn't really a role that she was too excited about but it had the potential to grow and evolve into a role that she might really enjoy. And so, you know, she was faced with these two options. And when the redundancy package came through, it was the exact amount of money that she had on the list for what she was trying to manifest. So her initial reaction was like, oh my God, this is a sign it's the exact amount of money. What are the odds? I've been trying to manifest this. It's been on my list. I've been thinking about it. And here it is. I should definitely take the redundancy. But then the logical mind comes in, the ego comes in and is like, that's not smart. You're pregnant. We're in a pandemic. You have things to worry about. You can't lose your job. You should apply for the other position. It's much safer. It's much better. It's better for your career. It's better for your family. All the things, right? So she reached out to me like, is this a sign? Like, I felt like it was, but now I don't know. And of course, of course, I was like, Leanne, what does your intuition tell you? Right? What was the gut instinct? Not all the logical malarkey that comes after it, but what was your initial thought when you saw that number on the page? 
And she was like, I just thought that it was it, that it was, it was the sign and that's where I was meant to go and that's what I should do. And so that's what she settled on and it worked out for her beautifully. And that's the lesson, right? Is there's going to be things that happen that make it really hard to choose your intuition, that make it seem really irrational or unsafe to choose your intuition. But, you know, I think that that other option that she had that other thing like, oh, but you could also apply for this job and, and you know, maybe stay a little bit safer. That was sort of like a universal test for her, right? Of like the universe kind of saying like, you said that you wanted this thing, right? You, you wrote down this goal. You said you wanted this amount of money. I'm going to show up and I'm going to give it to you. But under the condition that I can be really sure that you trust me and that you trust yourself. Right? So sometimes they're presented with these universal tests, these dangling carrots that's like, oh, it's a good sort of option. It's like kind of what I want. It would serve me. It might be good for me. I can see the potential in it. But it's not exactly what I asked for. Right? And then if we, re- if we pass those universal tests by not just reaching out desperately from a place of lack and grabbing that dangling carrot, but we stay firm in our desire and say, nope, this is what I said that I wanted. I trust that it's coming through for me. I trust the universe. I trust myself. I know that it's going to happen. It's already on its way to me. Then we ultimately receive that desire because we're available for it. Right. If we drop down, if we say, oh, I want this thing. And then as soon as it gets hard or there's a challenge or something else that's like kind of half what we want comes along and we say, oh, I'll just take that. We're no longer operating from a place of abundance and trust. We're operating out of fear and lack of like, oh, but maybe nothing better will come along. So I'm just going to take this. Right. So that's that's a big lesson, too, in terms of, you know, receiving what it is that you want. You have to be. You have to be willing to step into the place of trust and not just take any old thing that comes your way. And this goes with relationships too. You know, if you're really desiring to attract a partner into your life that's going to be a long-term committed partner, someone that you love and that you vibe with and that connects with you and that you want to create a life together with, but the first time someone kind of remotely good enough is paying attention to you and wanting to take you on dates, you just like jump and go all in with them even though you kind of know, well, it's not exactly what I wanted but like, oh, who am I to be so picky and you know, like maybe no, maybe this is it. Like maybe this is the right one. Maybe nothing else will come along so I just need to take this one, right? When we're in that energy, we end up closing ourselves off from the real true desire that we have because we're no longer a vibrational match for it. We're not vibrating at the same frequency as the desire that we originally had because that desire requires a more confident version of you. That desire requires a more high vibrational version of you. That desire requires a more trusting version of you. So it's important that you don't just immediately drop down, lower your vibe, lower your expectations and take what you can get, but that you stay firm in your trust that what you want is available to you and it is coming through for you, right? And so in the, in the case of, of my client here, I really think that like 
the universe was saying to her through this redundancy package, the exact number that she had on the page all year long that she was working to manifest, I really believe it was like the universe saying, I know that this is scary. Like losing your job is terrifying. And it's not a safe option objectively. So I know this sucks. I know it's hard. I know you're fearful. But look, 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 look. I got you. Right? Here's the exact number that you've been writing down every day all year. Here it is. Right? It's that extra little push to let you know that like you're held in that scary decision. You're held in that uncertainty. And I just loved that. I loved that so much for her. So, and you know, I think another example that I can think of kind of off the top of my head here with another client that that I've been working with for a while. She also took the course. Um, she's been doing a lot of work around relationships and working on herself and getting her life into a really amazing place so that she can attract an ideal partner um, without being like super obsessed over it or anything like that. So she did a lot of inner work first and then she's been doing some relationship work. Um, and she messaged me uh, a little while back and was like, I finally feel like I'm ready to attract someone. Like I'm in a really good place with myself. I love my life. Like my energy is amazing. I feel like I'm vibrating at the frequency where I'm able to attract the type of guy that I'm looking for. And I'm ready to start like taking some more action steps towards that. And as soon as she felt that way, some X's kind of popped up for her, came back around sent messages, whatever it was, right? And we were like, oh my gosh, what a universal test, right? You've done the work. You're vibrating at the right frequency. You're ready to receive. You're about to take aligned action. But here comes the universe being like, are you really there yet? Do you really trust? Have you really changed? Right? Are you really ready to receive exactly what it is that you want? Or are you going to fall for something from an old pattern or an old place or an old version of yourself? Right? So that's just another example of how sometimes universal tests um, can show up. And she passed the test. She didn't fall for the X. <laughs> and she actually found, connected with someone on a dating app, which she was super resistant to dating apps. And, you know, I kind of explained to her my philosophy around them and some of the mindset shifts to help her move through maybe accepting using a dating app. And she messaged me and was like, okay, I finally did it. I downloaded the app and oh my God, I met the best guy. Right? Like perfect fit for what she was looking for. Not that it's going to be someone that she's going to be with forever or marry, but she was looking for somebody really fun that was at a similar level to her that she could engage with and spend time with and have companionship with and just build like a fun relationship without any, you know, kind of pressure about where it needed to go. And she got it. She got what she asked for because she did the inner work she took the action steps, she passed the universal test, and she showed up for it. And she was in the energy of trusting and receiving. So I hope this was helpful for you guys in terms of understanding a little bit better or at least validating yourself 
about the fact that you do have an intuition, you do have an inner knowing, you might just be like pushing it down a lot more um, and and helping you kind of recognize that, you know, there's ways to there's ways to get in touch with it. There's ways to feel into it more. Look for the initial feeling rather than the thoughts that come after. And also just being aware of the fact that those thoughts are going to tumble in right after the intuition speaks so that you can be prepared and be able to recognize like, okay, I just, my first instinct was, yes, I should do it or no, I shouldn't. And then immediately after my thoughts started racing and kind of giving me all the the breakdown, the scenarios, the this, that, the pro, con, all the things, when you are aware that that is going to happen, you won't be as likely to get confused by it because you can distinguish, okay, I felt this way, but then the logical thoughts came through and confused me or made me feel a different way. But I know that that's not truly my higher self. That's not truly the best option for me because my inner knowing knows best. Yeah, even just building the awareness around that fact will help you kind of distinguish more and start to honor your intuitive feelings more. Knowing that the logical mind or the ego is always going to try and keep you safe and it's always going to come through seconds after the intuition speaks, right? It's very, very fast, (laughs) which is why we have to get used to the gut feeling because it happens really fast. You get an intuitive ping and boom. Less than a second later, thoughts are already racing about how it's not safe or it's not a good option or you shouldn't do that or this is the, the better thing or all that, yeah? So, and, and this happens too with like investing in ourselves. Investing in ourselves is a, is a huge one that I obviously come up against for myself, investing in myself and working with clients because they have to invest in themselves in order to work with me. So, you know, we get the intuitive feeling that like, this is the right coach for me. This is the right program for me. This is the information that is going to help me transform my life. Ooh, but that's a lot of money. Fearful thoughts. Don't know if it's right. Can I do it now? Maybe I'll just do it later. Blah, 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 blah. Happens every single time, right? And we just have to expect it. We have to be aware of it and we have to not make it mean something that it doesn't mean, right? Like the mastermind that I invested in this year was a huge purchase. Obviously, it's like the most expensive thing that I've probably ever bought. No, it's the most expensive thing for sure that I've ever bought in my life. And I came across the mastermind I read through the, I read through the, the website about it. I watched her do a little live video kind of explaining about it. And I was like, this is calling me. This feels like exactly what I need, exactly what I'm moving through, the help and guidance that I want in my business. Like, oh my gosh, this feels so exciting. Yes. And then it was like, and today is the last day to sign up in order to get a bonus VIP one-on-one call. So there was a little bit of added pressure where I was like, oh my God, I really want that bonus VIP one-on-one call. But that means I have to decide right now. And I have to put all this money on the table. Like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. That's what my mind was like. Ah, oh my God, am I really going to make the biggest investment that I've made in my entire life in one night and not even like sleep on it? But 
because of everything that I've told you already and how I've experienced intuition versus ego in my own life, I knew that I don't need to sleep on this to know the answer because my intuition doesn't need to take a nap before she knows what's right. My intuition doesn't need 24 to 48 hours to figure her shit out. She knows. She knows in the moment of receiving the information, yes. And so the only thing that's going to happen if I wait longer is that my ego is going to run rampant and totally fuck up me making the right decision for myself. Even though it's scary, even though it's way out of my comfort zone, even though it's a huge, massive leap and a full year commitment. I know that my intuition already told me yes. It already told, it already spoke, it already told me yes. I don't need more than that. When you are really connected and in tune with your intuition, you don't need more time. You need trust. You need bold action. And I think that is a skill that we have to work on developing because the fears that come up for us are very real and they're very convincing. So it gets easier with time. And had I not already been in touch with my intuition for some time and knowing what it feels like and tuning into it and listening to it and jumping when it tells me to jump, if I hadn't already been doing that for some time, I probably would have chickened out of that investment because it was so big. I probably would have been like, no, 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 this is too rushed. It's too fast. I have to decide right now. I just can't, can't commit. But because I've been connected with it and I know what it sounds like, I already knew that it was a yes. (laughs) I already knew that it was exactly what I needed. So I did it. I applied. I sent a, a direct message. We talked about it. She felt like it was a good fit on her end. I knew it was a good fit on my end, put in the direct deposit, boom, booked in for a full year mastermind. The biggest investment of my life. I made I made the decision and probably the, the whole thing from start to finish of seeing it pop up on my social media to putting down the down payment was probably like an hour and a half, two hour process maximum. Crazy stuff. But I'm in it now and I'm loving it and I'm learning so much and I know that it's going to be the thing that expands me and grows me and changes my life and changes my business because I believe in this work, obviously. Like being a coach, I know that it has power for me. I know that having the guidance and, and support and the, the validation and the encouragement to up-level my life and my business and my relationships and everything that we're going to work on inside of the mastermind is going to get me results and it's going to be so worth it. And I hold the belief that every dollar I spend comes back to me multiplied. So I know that I gave away a lot of thousands of dollars, but it's going to help me generate more. It's going to help me double and triple and quadruple that. And it will come back to me because I trust that it will. But, you know, I haven't always had that feeling about money. I haven't always had that mindset either. That's something that I really had to work on throughout my life. And that's what I teach you guys inside of Cosmic Cash, the course all about money mindset and, you know, rewiring your relationship to money and building more trust with it and not being stressed out by it and, 
having an abundant life and attracting wealth, um, that's something that I'm super passionate about as well because now I'm able to make decisions that serve me without the fear of, oh my gosh, like I just wasted that money or it's never going to come back to me, which I know is a huge fear that a lot of us move through. So yeah, that's kind of a little tangent on money mindset, but um, that's obviously a huge piece too in in the the ability to make that decision to invest in myself. But knowing what your intuition feels like is going to be the greatest gift to yourself and it's going to give you so much more confidence in the decisions that you make and your ability to trust that you're on the right path and that you're moving in the right direction because you're honoring your inner wisdom, your higher knowing, that all-knowing force that you have within you. We all have it. Animals have it. Humans have it. We have instinct. We know when we're walking into a bad situation. We know when we're walking into a room that has so much love and energy and we're safe to be ourselves and be vulnerable. We know when we're walking into a room that has lots of stiff and catty or judgmental energy and it's better not to say anything. How do we know those things? We know them because we know them. We don't need anybody to tell us because we feel it. We, it's like a built-in mechanism that we have inside of ourselves. So you have it. It's definitely there. And it's just waiting for you to tune into it more and to start to follow it so that you can really like move yourself forward even further along the path that you're already on. So I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. I would love to invite you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a little review. I love reading your reviews and I feel like we could use a a few more. So if you are newer to the podcast and you haven't reviewed it yet or you already have but you want to leave me another one because you love me, I would so appreciate if you guys go and leave a short little review how you feel about the show. It really helps increase the show's credibility and its reach. Um, whenever you kind of go to a new podcast, people usually check out their reviews to make sure that it's going to be worth hitting that play button. So I would love for you guys to do that if you have two minutes and smash that five star button and connect with me on Instagram. Follow me at underscore Samantha Daily and you can follow the podcast at Makeshift Happen Podcast. And if you need anything at all, um, my DMs are always open. I try to answer everybody, as many people as I can. So definitely reach out to me. Let's get in conversation. And thank you so much for being here and for tuning in. Share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy it and wants to learn all of this information about how to tune into their intuition. So send it in a group chat, send somebody the link, um, send it to them on Instagram or take a screenshot and share it on social media and I will share it to my stories as well to thank you for your support. But I love you guys so much and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.